Welcome to Season 3, Episode 17 of the 126 Podcast. We have our Coach of the Month here, so you don't want to miss this. Let's get into it. Like I said, this is Episode 17. I am Addison McKelvin with me. As almost always, not last week, I wasn't here, but Coach O, Coach Weaver, how are y'all? Well, good. We missed you. Yeah. Stormy held it down, but yeah, I know. we missed you. Good job. Yeah, there was no thunder at the beginning of this episode. No, there I wasn't. Kind of Unfortunately. That, but, uh, I was a big fan of that. Well, you're good. Yeah. Well, we're glad to have you back, Addison. That's, uh, it's, uh, you know, you, you bring so much to the table. Oh, yeah. So much. I push these buttons. Nobody else can do that. Well, I, actually, Stormy did do that pretty well. Yeah, I know. But you do bring other things to the podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, we're glad to have you back. Well, um, as glad as I am to be back, it's obviously not about me. It's all See, about Coach Weaver. You're getting better and better at this, aren't yeah. you? All right, so um, this real simple weave today. We've been talking a lot about facilities lately it is the bathroom (laughs) not that kind of see i told you you bring more to the table a little humor there for you uh bathroom humor but still the facility if you look around forney isd there are a lot of facilities in progress some that are just finished some that are still being under construction uh, more planned for the near future and the far future. Um, we know our district is growing at an unprecedented rate. And we're going to have an episode coming up soon, or at least a beyond um, segment on a very soon future episode, and really get into the nitty-gritty of some of these facilities because there's a lot. There's just a lot of construction going on because there are a lot of people moving to Forney. We are growing at an unprecedented mm-hmm. rate um, we can talk about all that later, numbers and statistics and why this facility or that one has to be built. But as much as we love them, and, don't, and we do love them, I mean, if you've been to the new baseball softball sites uh, on Forney High School and North Forney campus, so exciting that we're starting up those seasons and our kids are essentially at a completely revamped facility at North Forney, brand new one at Forney. So beautiful, and it's going to be so great for for the coaches and kids and fans and our community to experience that. Um, that's one example. There are others, right? I mean, we know there's an aquatic center going up. It's it's a little slower because of you know supply chain stuff, and it's really hard um, to get water these days. Yeah, I guess so. Um, it's it, but, but there there are others. We'll like I said, we'll get into the nitty gritty later. But here's what I want to point out in the weave. This is this is the weave today. Is unlike. Field of dreams. It's not, it doesn't work. If you build it, they will come, right? You got to have the people to make the facility good, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't matter how great, I mean, you know, look at professional stadiums and professional um, venues. Look at collegiate stadiums. and colleg- It's mm-hmm. the same with us. We can build beautiful facilities, and we are, and we have so much of a source of pride for our community. But where the rubber hits the road is the people inside them and what those people do. This is is a people business. It always will be a people business. And we're talking about young people mm-hmm. and developing young people, right? I mean, talented young people, obviously. we got a lot of those in our school district. But real specifically, 
we're talking about the people that lead the programs inside mm -hmm. those facilities. If the program is not good, it doesn't matter how pretty the place is or how much right. the weight room costs or how well manicured the, the turf is. If the coach is not strong and the kids are not bought in and the strategy is not sound, mm -hmm. um, if the instruction is not top quality. Or that, what you said, the triangle. If the parents, same thing, I've asked a lot of, a lot of people, because I haven't been in education very long, so I like to ask people that have been teaching for 20 years questions. Yes. And I say, what percentage of a kid's education is home life versus what happens at the school? And most of the teachers that have been around for 20, 30 years, they say it's like 90% at the house. They're like, you can take kids that have a good home life, good parents who are involved in their education and put them in underfunded schools and they do really well. Because like you said, it's not necessarily the, the facilities are great. Yeah. And having nice stuff in our classrooms, we're very fortunate to have it. You bet. But you know, the equipment doesn't teach a kid anything. That's it's, exactly you know, right. it's always the people around that kid, including the teachers and the parents. It takes so. a village. They did, they, right, right. When they say it takes a village, they're not talking about the buildings. They're talking about the people right. in it. Look, uh, by the way, I guess this is the Weave slash McElvin. Sorry, today. that's my bad. So Coach O's <laughs> holding that timer. How dare uh, you can throw that timer out because you, you, know, you were over three minutes without <laughs> me. <laughs> hey, but, I'm here. The I'm here to hold the clock, and that's what I'm doing. But look, we got a coach of the month on here. We do, right? There's a reason he's coach of the month, Coach O. We're going to get into that. But this is the, we, the our top priority is athletic. We love being involved in facility building, and and, and it's so exciting, right, to go over there and just walk mm -hmm. on that field and see our kids, the excitement on their faces when they're practicing there. But our focus is on getting, recruiting, retaining, supporting, the quality coaches and adults that are leading those programs we got one at the table he's representative of a whole bunch of people in this district that are outstanding employees and are great role models are great instructors that's what makes our program strong and that's where our focus has to always remain it's a district where we value relationships um, love those facilities we're super excited about them but let's talk about people today and the first person we're going to talk about is our coach of the month I'll let you go ahead and take that away. You kind of gave a good uh -oh. preamble before I'm, we I'm, go to the before we go to the ozone, <laughs> so that he can take part. Okay, okay. Because I'm I was getting a at, stank guy over here, yes, uh, even though I'm the one that remembered how we do this. We do want our guests to be involved. In well, the Coach Helzer, we're glad to. Have, uh, this is Landon Helzer. He's at Forney High School, and he is the January 2022, starting out the new year, uh, Coach of the Month for Forney ISD Athletics, and. Um, you know, we like to – some people maybe saw this on, on social media. We like to announce Coach of the Month during the athletic period with all the kids in there. You know, we get kids around, coaches around. And, uh, man, it, over at Forney High, it was really fun because the kids were fired up. Um, we got some great pictures with the kids and Coach Helzer. But we're excited to bring Coach Helzer to the table today. I'm excited to be here, guys. Thanks again for having me. For sure. And are we going to have a Coach of the Month calendar come out at some point? Coach Helzer is, is Mr. January? That's interesting. Now we do. I, I kind of like that idea. As we do have a plaque in our yeah. athletic director's office with each coach of the month, and a, yeah. you know they have a their own monthly little plaque on there. We need a cool photo shoot. That is that's a pretty neat concept. Yeah. You know. I mean, I'm I'm in for that actually. Yeah. There you go. See, I do bring a lot. He does. He's bringing it to the table today. I do. He is. Well, he was saving it up because I guess so last. because you mm -hmm. know I guess it was a game time performance <laughs> yeah oh yeah i'm a gamer in fact i'll do what i'm best at i'm gonna hit this button right now 
Well, all right. I feel pretty good about today's subject spotlight because I feel like I'm going to trip a couple of people here at the table. Um, you know, in, in honor of Yellowstone, because I'm in the Yellowstone right now. Oh, boy. Uh, we're talking beef. Mm. <laughs> I need you to name a cattle breed. Oh, coach. Well, it's going to be easy for you, but I mean. Well, let's I'm, find out. I'm thinking about Addison oh. over here. and. Oh. Let's find out how much of a country boy Coach Helzer is first. What about that? Well, uh, is like a heifer? Is that there you go. Oh, Coach. <laughs> or Angus? Or Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, Angus is right. a breed. A, a heifer see. is the sex. Let's pretend we yeah. didn't hear. Okay. Yeah, It's even a little more specific than that. It's a it? female <laughs> it's cow. It's even more specific than that. That... I don't know. Well, she's yet to be bred. She's young. Oh, that's right. right. She's yet to be bred. Had a calf yet. Um, I'm going to go with the Texas breed, Santa Gertrudis. Oh man, that was mine. Oh, you took it. Did you just look that I up? That was mine. It. No, I didn't look it up. That was Where did one. the Santa Gertrudis breed originate, Addison? In Santa Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> I said it's a Texas breed. Come on. I have no idea. Well, uh, okay, uh, then let's test your, uh, let's see if you can go beyond that. Really, that's the only one you I can't gonna... name it. No, there's wow. no way. I don't know. I'll tell you my mom. It's either, my... It's either edible uh-huh. in its current state or not edible. That's, to me, a cow. Okay, fine. So if it's Na- a... Name your favorite part of the cow. Brisket. Okay. No okay, question. That's good. Okay. Well, he shook mine. Mine was Angus, because that's, that's, that's all I showed. You did for four years was yeah. Angus, but I guess I'll say like a Hereford. Hereford's good. My mom's yeah. a big Hereford, uh, so a proponent of that breed. She loves red cow with a white yeah. face. Red so cow her favorite. Face. There, there's a cow called a Belted Galloway. There you go. That's good. That one. I only knew of as the Oreo cow because it's yeah, it's black hind white quarters black. or mm-hmm. black yeah, black white black yeah. So. I know of those. I'll tell you, if you drive down Highway 19 in between Canton and Athens, on the yeah. right, there's it's a, it used to be Eagle Ranch. Now it's a um, – what's the name of the facility? Wait, you, li- you have a ranch? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you where you can go see some belted Galloway cows yeah. if you want to see some. They're really cool. They're really pretty. They're a very, very cool-looking cow. Um, anyway. Well, is anybody – you, you, Where's Bruce Blair work? You know where Bruce Blair works? He, isn't he somewhat yeah. related to you? Yeah, he is. He, but you don't know he any family? You don't know any family – I do. I can't be giving away people's place of work oh, okay. on the podcast. Come on. <laughs> Whatever. We anyway, have, the place where Bruce Blair works, listeners. I can't remember the name of it, but they have built, they keep belted Galloways there on that property. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So no Charlotte. Charlotte's a good one. There used yeah. to be a guy here in Forney Charlotte's that was a big Charlotte guy. This was way back, way back when. Uh, what's the park downtown? Not Bell Park, but if you go on down, Hamlin Park, right? There was a guy named Hamlin in Forney that had a very big Charlotte operation here because uh, a, a family friend of ours out in that is out in uh, Van Zandt County was a Charlotte guy. Um, Keith Bell, obviously, mm-hmm. is is uh, Yeah, I don't know what kind operation. they have. but they, Kate, yeah. And Kate Bell, she's been on podcast, said mm-hmm. big cattle operation. I think they're yeah. – I don't know. They Man, taste I was going to say Hereford. I know that. I've had some of that their beef. It I think good. it may be Hereford, mm-hmm. Hereford cattle. I'm not sure. I don't know. Knowing what you know about our coach good of the topic. month. Yeah. Well, wait. Well, since we're still on, <laughs> for me, I mean, I know you haven't watched Yellowstone. Have no, you watched I Yellowstone? I've never. I've watched maybe one episode, and I liked it. I just haven't gotten really into okay. it. I've, He's a coach. I've working. watched it all. <laughs> so you, through season four, I'm done. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm I'm, I'm just on episode five so of season I, four. So I know the show is away. it's like the number one show on TV right now, and I can um, see why. 
and and he, it is. He's about to criticize it. I can tell. <laughs> oh, no. I like it. I've watched. All, I don't watch four seasons of a show if I don't like it. I do enjoy it. But that show is skirting the line between being really good and being a soap opera all the time. Oh, it yeah. is so I agree. ridiculously dramatic. At some point, you're just like, give it a rest. Coach O <laughs> said it's Dallas on steroids. That's what. Oh, it, it it's yeah. on it's on something, and it's but it is entertaining, and I like the setting. There's not a lot of shows about a cattle ranch in Montana. Who's your favorite on there? Rip. Uh, Casey. Oh yeah, Casey's good. Casey. What kind of cattle do they run on? I like on Casey's this, best on this ranch. Angus. Do they? Mm-hmm. I got yeah, a bunch of them. And yeah, a bunch of so. show horses. Quarter horses. They do, yeah. They just got into the show horse. The horse business. Yeah. Is, they, is so there's another season coming, I assume. Yeah, season oh, five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Till it's not the most popular show on TV, I'm sure they're gonna keep keep doing it. That is the way that works. But anyway, knowing <laughs> what you know about our coach of the month and all these cattle breeds, <laughs> what cow what cow breed <clears> is <throat> Coach Helzer? <laughs> <laughs> Which wow. one just embodies Listen, I you can't s- compare a person <laughs> to a cow. Sure okay? you can. Uh, well, could you compare him to a horse? Yes. I think that's okay, more appropriate. I do think that's more appropriate. Uh, Boz interested on the cow breed as well, but, you know. Yeah, what kidding. would you be? <laughs> what, what do you think you would be? What do I know of? Angus. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, he's, pre- he's not a co- – listen, co- coaches have to be a combo. Right, you got to be, you got to have speed of a quarter horse, but you got to have the endurance of thoroughbred. You know, I mean, they, you're talking about. Uh, we can get into the coach's um, schedule here. Coach Helzer can fill us in mm-hmm. on that more than anything. But these guys, um, in season, off season, summertime, wintertime, through the breaks, through the weekends, you know, it's go 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 go. Um, they're doing it for kids, and they're doing it because they love it. <laughs> you know, he's he's probably going to tell us what his hobby is. And I bet I can already predict it. Um, that's just the life of the coach. So I don't think a coach could be a cow. I think a coach has got, if you're going to. It's got to be a horse. I think it's so. It's got to be a working animal. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. I tried. Tried to figure out what cow. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Well. Why don't you talk to him some? I, that's what I'm about to do. <laughs> Without further ado, we're 15 minutes in. Now our guest of honor gets to actually talk. Um, so, well, did y'all have anything from, because a lot of times y'all go through coach of the month mm-hmm. stuff. What people say. Oh, well, like that. Yo, let's go ahead and do it. that. Why is yeah. Coach Helzer here, Coach O? You know, he's one of the coaches who this isn't his first time to be nominated. Um, you know, we have to go through a series of nominations to pick our Coach of the Month, month each month. And um, his name has continuously come up. Um, this is your moment, Leo DiCaprio. Yeah. This so, is your revenant. You finally you know, made it. <laughs> and there, you know, the, nomina- the nomination – form a lot of the same stuff is being said so you know it's pretty authentic um and the one thing that sticks out to me is you know he's a selfless leader um he embodies all the characteristics of lead every day um and that we're we should be lucky that he's working with our kids so he's quiet i first put my eye on him it was during track Mm -hmm. and he is running around like uh the energizer bunny at track and I was talking to Coach Cook, and I was just asking her something, and she was like, yeah, just go, you know, go get with Helzer, go ask Helzer. And I was like, okay, so he must be pretty good at that because, you know, I Sandy is mm-hmm. the be it all in to me another, to know everything. Another coach of the month. And she's Our sending me to Helzer. Uh, coach Cook, no, she's not been one. No, she oh, she's not been one. <clears throat> she's been on the track episode. Right. She's been on the show. Yes. Three or four times, I think. Mm-hmm. So for her Sorry, to, Coach Cook, I didn't mean to yeah. poke a 
poke a sore we, spot we love there. Her though because Maybe she, someday, Coach. Everyone Coach Cook, can have a dream. We love you. We know you're listening. She listens to every does, podcast yeah. episode. Yeah. But for her to say that, you know, when when a coach when a coach will tell you to go get with another coach, you know, they've got that trust in them. Um, that they're going to give you the information that you need. And every time I've gone to him, I've asked him for something or I've needed something or I've needed information. He's always had it and always in a good mood. Um, I just like people with good energy and yeah. good moods. And that's, I mean, that's what he is for me. But, I mean, that's pretty consistent um, to what the nominations were saying about him. I'll tell you, you even know? just this morning, like seriously, I was talking to a coach and I just mentioned that Coach Helzer was going to be on the podcast. You know, we got to do the podcast later. Coach Helzer's coming over. And um, the comment was, he's always available. If there's something that he's done, he's offering, right? I mean, I guess you could throw a draft horse in there, too, because he's always pulling his load. But he's also all, always offering, uh, hey, is there anything you need? Is, can I help you with this? Can I, you know, if somebody's coming to the stadium, what do you need? What can I help you with? How can I get, get, the, help to get this ready for you? If there's an event coming up, he's on the, one of the first ones in line to sign up for a job or try to help get that event set up put the extra time in. Um, so it's obvious this coach wasn't even on his campus. So correct. clearly it's it's obvious to a lot of people that you do a great job, Coach Elzer. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I work with a lot of great people, So and the kids are awesome. I mean, it's really fun, very thankful for it. So makes it a lot easier. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, so head track coach, you, you also are an assistant coach for the football team. Um, how did you kind of, how did you end up here? through your own athletic experience and coaching and all that? Well, I came to Forney, um, actually from East Texas, from a small school called Elysian Fields. Whenever Coach Woods was hired on, I knew him from Cedar Hill. So he got the job here. I was able to come along with him and everything. And I actually coached soccer my first year here. And then uh, after that, he moved me from soccer to track and with obviously football as well. And I've been doing that ever since and everything. So, I mean, really went back to – my first job was where I met Coach Woods, and that, and we just always stayed in contact. And then, whenever he ended up leaving, you know, with Coach Fleener and them coming in, I just saw the the changes that were going on, and was very thankful that I was able to stay. So, I mean, love it here, and I just think it's a great place. Um, what's your athletic background, I guess, as far as playing? Mainly football and track. I ended. I did basketball until my sophomore year of high school. Eventually, uh, I was told I was not going to make the team anymore. So, <laughs> so I uh, transitioned to focusing more on track because I, I was football is always number one, and usually track and football correlate together pretty good. So mainly football and track. So what was that like whenever you came over here and you had to coach soccer right away? Well, it was, it was my second year doing it ever. And, um, you know, I enjoyed it because it is a different change of pace from football season to soccer season. And working with Coach Walker was crazy, easy, easy to work with and everything and work for. And so I really enjoyed it. You know, I, I actually did it one weekend last January of 2021. We had some coaches out with COVID. And it was the weekend we were hosting our big soccer tournament. So I took, like, one of the JV teams to a Kauffman tournament and coached soccer for a weekend. And, you know, I, I enjoy it. It's fun. I'm Probably not the best soccer coach, but try to keep the kids involved, keep the energy high, and hope mm -hmm. for the best sometimes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and that's stuff that you don't see in the headlines. Right. Head boys track going to take JV soccer. Yep. Kaufman. Stepping up, job needs to be done. Yep. Um, track is kind of 
so you've you've coached a few different things, but you know you are the head track coach. How is how is coaching track a little bit different than other sports because it is so much more. There's a lot of team aspect to it, but it's it's very much based on individual performances rather than everybody performing at the same time. Unless we're talking relays. So how does that kind of differ the way that you go about coaching? Well, yeah, I mean, it's funny because you ask kids, hey, is track a team sport? A lot of them think, no, it's, it's individuals. Well, no, you, you can still win. Your points add up to win a district championship and everything. And with track, there's just so many different parts to it. You know, um, you know, we got vertical jumps, horizontal jumps. You got sprinters. You got mid-distance. You have long distance. And then you have your um, pole vaulters as well. And then your shot throwers and discus throwers. So, there's a lot of different moving parts to it, so it's it's a lot different because you have to figure out who is able to coach what and be successful at it. You know who's got good relationships with these kids to be sure we can build up our program to be competitive and successful. And to me, it reminds me of football because football has a lot of moving parts as well. And so um, that's just the biggest challenge of it is just fitting all those moving pieces together when it comes to practices every day, especially when you've got. Um, kids who may be involved with track and soccer or maybe playing baseball as well. So it's, or in basketball season right now. So he's got, you know, be really flexible and open-minded on things. And also obviously have coaches who really want to do it and enjoy it. And that's what we have here. Um, so you coach all these different things, like you mentioned, I'm going to make you pick one. What's, what's, if you could only kind of coach one event, What's one that you just really, really enjoy watching and being involved with? I really enjoy the hurdles, and that's one of my main focuses here. We all kind of break up to two or three different events um, because it's so technical. You know, I, I never hurdled in high school, and I definitely wish I would have um, looking back on it. But it's so technical, and, you know, it's one of those things that when a kid sees it, they're either going to be really excited and pumped up for it or they're going to be really, really scared of it. And, um, you know, when you get kids to just buy in and understand that you're not going – you may not jump over a 39-inch hurdle your first day or glide over it, um, you just got to kind of, you know, slow them into it. And they start to build that confidence. It's really cool to see because it's – to me, it's a big confidence builder also because a lot of people can run, but can you run and glide or run through that hurdle successfully eight or ten times depending on the race? It makes it a lot more it – make, it makes someone else have – you have to have a lot more confidence to be able to do that consistently yeah i mean hurdles is always one that i'm interested in in seeing you know anybody can just go run around in a circle we're gonna make you jump over some stuff <laughs> you know make it, it interesting i know you know it's interesting I, I like your perspective about the hurdles um and you know i'm a, I'm, a, I'm an indoor sport coach but uh you know kudos to you outdoor sports but you know seventh grade i i ran the hurdles and i was pretty good at them but um i got at one time i got clipped at the end on the last hurdle and I never did it again. And probably, I don't know, if somebody had a kind of gave me a different perspective about that. Um, it wasn't that I was embarrassed. I think that I was, it was fear. I had never been afraid before, but once I, once I fell, <clears throat> yeah. and I got up and finished, but I was like, yeah, I'm never doing that again. Maybe if, if somebody had came and said something kind of like that, I may have kept doing it. You know, yeah. I, it's interesting you say that. My wife is a very good high school hurdler, and... Very successful. I um, had times that would have put. I told you that was going to happen. Her times would have potentially, you know, been good enough to go to state and maybe and maybe place her medal at state. And um, at the district track meet, she fell on the last hurdle, and she still 
you know, didn't get to go to regional, right, would have potentially gone to state her senior year. And she still, every time she watches a hurdle race, has has that cringe. <laughs> you know, she can still remember that feeling of falling on that hurdle. Yeah. Um, but it is cool. And we've had some really good hurdlers here in Forney ISD over the we years. Uh, yeah, st- you know, state champions in it. And um, uh, it's a neat event. I'm, I, I'm glad you picked that because – because it's that's a pretty it is cool hurdles. I think hurdles and and any of the sprint relays are ones that people are always mm-hmm. kind of circling on the. But there are so many events. pieces yeah. of track that are so different. They're all such different little compartmentalized pieces. A lot of times, I'll see the girls and boys coaches really work together to coach both. Right? Isn't that yes, kind of the way you guys do it? Divide it up on who's good at what. Yes, sir. We uh, you know, we have seven coaches, and what we do is we just we take the boys and girls teams, whatever events we have. We have that for the boys and girls. So for like hurdle practice this morning, we had 25 or 26 kids there, but it was about half boys, half those are boys and half those are girls. And then, you know, so just that's how we break it up. And it's it's a lot more, it's a lot better that way because you get to know those kids a little more as well. I think that's smart too because – It's an interesting thing. We see that with <clears throat> um, – we see that with some swimming. Yep. But there's a lot of sports that, that they you can't really do that. Baseball and softball, while they are very similar, they're too different for them to be, you know, right. practicing yeah. together. Your own field, so, your own staff. Right. It's it's totally different. But that's that's one of those interesting things about, you know, track is is we can combine. Well, you get to and, focus your expertise too. Right. You know, the guy that's the best hurdle instructor you've mm-hmm. got is is taking all our kids and trying to move them along. That's really smart, I think. Oh yeah. I think that's the way to do it. Divide and conquer. Yeah. Um so Beyond the 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 field or the track, um, what's something in coaching that you're you know really passionate about? Why do you do this? Because it's it's almost never about the sport. I know that every coach we have we have has been around sports for so long, but there's a reason why you choose to get up earlier and work later than other people with a bunch of kids. Who a lot of people would say, I don't I don't want to work with high school kids. Um, so what is it about coaching that that makes you you know want to keep doing this? You know, I'm a coach's kid, and um, I saw it was the coolest thing ever watching my dad grow up, and he was a coach, and just always being around the field house and getting to see these, you know, high school kids who, when I was a little kid, they were my heroes. I idolized them and everything, and um, I just always wanted to coach. And my my biggest concern was always, well, you know, maybe personality-wise, maybe teaching and coaching may not be for me. And the older I got, I realized – I think I've got a personality that can get along with kids well and everything, and, you know, I'd rather be able to be around them throughout my work day than, you know, have to go into a cubicle every day and not really talk to many people because I, I may be quiet and everything, but once you get to know me, it's a lot a lot more talking. I'm a little louder after that. <laughs> That's cool. I didn't know you were a coach's kid. Yeah, we've, yes, we've got a few of those around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and I'm staying on this outdoor thing okay. because uh, – Talk to us about this uh, bucket list vacation destination. So I, you know, northern European countries like in the Scandinavian area, um, I just think that'd be so cool to go to. I've, I've never even been there. I just, I've, you look at Google Images, and it's mm-hmm. really pretty countries up there with like um, Finland and Norway and all that. Aren't those places cold? Oh, yeah. Um, you have to, like, you know, be parked up and everything. The summer, it's very nice, though. I've been. I went to Sweden in the summer, and I can tell you right now, I was expecting it to look like what I've seen. Mm-hmm. A lot of Sweden looks like East Texas. It's really <laughs> weird. It's not that hilly. Bunch of pine trees, just like grass. I was just like, we were driving around. I was like, this looks like I'm going to my grandpa's house. <laughs> and I was expecting it to be all rocky and mm-hmm. and look like the pictures that I see, which there are parts of Sweden that are like that. But um, 
Yeah, in the summer it was it was really nice. It so you could just live hot. vicariously through Addison's there you go, adventures yeah. across the globe. <laughs> it was it was actually really hot. It was up. We went. All these guys from Texas went hottest week they had had in years, and it was like in the eighties. But it was in the eighties all night, and no one has air conditioners because you don't need them. So it was actually really miserable. Like during the day, it was fine. We were all fine, but at night, you're just like sweating, trying hey. to sleep. All your dreams are just shattered because you just found out Sweden basically looks like East Texas. It's super hot, no air conditioning, and everyone's miserable. Save me quite a few thousand. There you go. So I always buy some good pictures online and there you go. Up or something. No, I agree. I would love to. I second his his bucket list. I think going to Norway. Maybe Norway. One of those cool. One of the cool areas. You changed my perspective a little higher because I thought. I mean, I was just like, it's always cold. I would never want to go there. Oh. No, you're good. <laughs> a few places are always cold. So I mentioned this earlier. Um, we've, we've heard about your vacation plans, <laughs> maybe, or at least Addison's. But tell us about hob- hobbies. What do you do besides – what do you teach, first of all? You also, you also have oh, – we, yeah. we say all you guys have two full-time jobs. You've got another full-time job besides coaching football and track. So I teach world geography this year. Okay. Mm. Well, see, so he knows exactly where that – yeah, well, East Texas part of Sweden is, <laughs> and so but and what, is that something that you fell into, or is that is that you knew you wanted? Well, to, he said this to, year. To, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so um, outside geography is my second year doing it, and so um, with social studies, it just kind of depends. Some years, what do we like? Because our our um, certification covers us for a lot of different teaching or classroom different um, subject fields, I guess. And so this year and last year was mainly world geography. Some years it's government. Some years it's U.S. or, or world history. It just mm-hmm. kind of depends on what we need. Which which one's your favorite? I really do like world geography. And I really and I really do enjoy U.S. government because mm-hmm. um, obviously I think geography gives kids a lot of different perspective on just different cultures, and it's you know you really get to learn more about diversity and try to be open minded to different cultures and why this culture does this compared to that. Mm-hmm. And then U.S. government's great because, I mean, it's got a lot of information that people, we don't, especially our generations, we don't pay the best attention to on understanding what's really going on and what this means, what that means in our government systems. So It's all good stuff that kids yeah. need to know. It is, for sure. I love, the, I love the culture aspect, too. That was always something that was mm-hmm. super interesting to me. So, Would your students say you're a fun teacher? I believe so. You know, um, I try to... I'm not star tested, so we get a little more leeway depending on whichever culture we're in. We'll have music in the background on that most days on mm-hmm. where, which part of the world we're in. Um, obviously, when it comes to a test day, maybe not so much. I mean, I'd be as fun that day because it's test day. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so outside of those two full-time jobs, you got – talk to us what's your family life like. What do you do for hobbies? What, we know what? he's a Baylor bear. Okay. We're not going to oh, hold that go. against him. Well, actually, well, no, 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 I didn't no, no, go that, to Baylor. That's just your favorite college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my dad played football at Baylor, so growing up we were always big Baylor Bear fans. I went to West Texas A&M. Um, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So definitely didn't have the grades to make it into Baylor University, at least not cheaply. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so um, hobby-wise, you know, I was, had to think about that for a while because I really don't do much much outside of coaching. I'll, my wife and I will we'll watch Netflix or Hulu or HBO Max. Um really just kind of hang out at the house or she's got a niece and nephew hang out with them sometimes they're like six years old so little ankle biters 
Yeah. So yeah. what are you watching on Netflix? Well, right now, um, we're trying to come full circle here, aren't we? Yes. Let's go right back. Ozark, to, maybe? I don't know. I've never seen, I've that. seen that, too. So I've oh. heard great things about oh, worth it. I mean, it's worth a watch. You're mm-hmm. missing out on that. Sorry, coach. Yeah. It's okay. So what are you watching? Sorry, we interrupted you. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, honestly, I just started this show called Lock and Key, which is a couple years old. Um, it's all right. Kind of. I kind of get in that habit of. I'll watch the same shows over and over. Mm-hmm. Like I'll watch How Much Your Mother or Friends or The Office over and over. I mean, just more than I probably should. Instead yep. of actually watching different shows, like I probably should do. <laughs> well, The Office is—that's the sweet spot right there. I've watched—I've watched The Office all the way through probably twelve times, like an embarrassing amount of times. Mm-hmm. It's a little embarrassing. Um, uh, listen, but uh, it's so applicable in the world today. If you yeah. if. You give me anybody in the world that knows The Office, and I'll get along with them because well, I can just throw quotes at them until they see, like me. See, I feel me. like The Three Stooges is very applicable in the world today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nobody hardly watches that anymore. I understand it. No. Yeah, Coach Helzer, bottom line is coaches don't really have a lot of time for hobbies and, and, and even potentially vacations. But the work you're doing in coaching clearly is uh, recognized by mm-hmm. your peers um, and by us, and um, you're doing a great job with our kids and for our kids. And so, um, if you ever make it to Sweden or not, or you know, you ever get to go watch uh, Yellowstone or Ozark, uh, more power to you. But we sure appreciate the work you're doing in our our athletic program. Yes, sir. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Well, um, before we start to wind things down, I do have a question for you. It's I like to get outside of the sports stuff sometimes. I'll let them cover all that. Um, so if if we decided to make a workplace comedy about Forney High School, um, <laughs> who's who do you think is, is going to play you and who might play, let's say, uh, Coach Fleener? So you're talking oh, about like current TV shows? Yeah, like if we made an office, but, but it's called – But it could called, be any actor oh, okay. or actress. It could be yeah. anyone. Yeah. Okay. So it's called an actor or actress you're doing character. The who's 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 the actor that's going to play you, and oh, who's the wow. actor that's going to play Fleener? That's a great question. Uh, I agree. Good work, Addison. Yeah, interesting. I now. think this would actually be a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't know what we would call it, but I think it'd be interesting. We have a new segment on accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, playing Coach Fleener, you know, he's a guy who is really upbeat, energetic, really a lot of positive energy and emotion and stuff. And I'm really trying to think of who that would be in a TV yeah. show right now, actor wise. And so I'd have to really have to probably go back to, um, you know, I'm thinking of just straight off the show Friends. And so he reminds me a lot of like Chandler Bean, just, you know, yeah. his quick, quick humor and everything. And so I, I can't really think of an actor per yeah. se, but a character from a TV there show would be that. So we'll have to think about this and maybe we'll do a casting and put it on Twitter <laughs> or something okay. um, of each of each high school. But just from looking at you and picking somebody just off the top of my head, um, <laughs> I I'm, I'm casting you. So uh, <laughs> he had his own answers, which yeah. I have your guy casted already. Sure We've talked do. about this, and you're, he yep. looks just like Coach Weaver. Um, so good, good for you. You got somebody that's played a superhero. I'm going to go with Aaron Taylor Johnson. I don't know if anybody knows who that is, but I he plays. No um, I, I got a picture for you, but he plays uh, Quicksilver in like the Avengers, okay. the second <laughs> Avengers movie. Yeah. But he's in a lot of stuff. But I think this guy could pull off. The uh, the Helzer. Yeah, I think he could. <laughs> I think he could pull it off. Okay, he's got the little yeah. little beard too, and and I think he could pull it off. So my my Marvel fans out there might know who we're talking about. Maybe but we'll so. put up the pictures. I know this isn't the most exciting topic ever for podcasting. I kind of like it, but um, you know, you got to be pretty in tune with all the actors and 
Even though we we made a Leo <laughs> reference to you too, so hey, over you, my head. I'm sorry. It's over your head. That's all right. Yeah. I mean, you know how many castings? Oh, she's got Kevin Costner on the brain down there. Well, well who's Costner playing? Uh, um, Idol. Mm. Who they? I, I think Coach Weaver. They said Costner. Woody Woody Harrelson Coach would, Weaver. Uh, would play Coach Idol. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Costner yeah. could be yes. Weaver. Yeah. Didn't I? Yeah, That's that true. A, I'm talking about cattle and boots all the time, and everybody's trying to talk. Only about when sports. you bring it up. <laughs> no, no, he's, got, he's no. got a good poker face. Coach Weaver has a good poker face, and mm. so does John Dutton. Yeah. He's a businessman. He's the boss. I already found somebody that looks like Weaver. I'm gonna stick with him. Okay. He could be your brother. I'm sorry, Coach yeah. Elzer. Let me apologize sorry. to you for. Um, hey, I just came up with a cool new segment. Don't hate on me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. I am glad that we got this time to get to know you and get to know why you're coaching and, and really what's going on with track and everything. Do we have any updates as far as what sports are yeah, going on? Yeah, sure. We do. We Let's start with out? track. I mean, you know, the Clay Jones track meet's a big thing that we host every year. We had our 25th anniversary meet last year. This will be 26. Um, Coach Hells are, of course, instrumental in putting that event together. Uh, we got a meeting coming up to, to put it together for this year, but uh, that's something to keep an eye on for track. How many kids you've got? have you got participating in track at Forney High? You know, right now, I looked at the our little numbers yesterday on the boys' side. We have um, right now at practices about close to about 80 to 85 boys. And on the girls' side, it's about 65 to 70. Um, yeah. Some of those kids may not may just be going to the practices. They may be involved in second sports right now, but sure. it's close to, you know, 150 or so kids mm. overall. Yeah, in, Th- that's another – that's a perspective that people don't get very often. You know, we talk about these programs. Then you maybe think, oh, there's a few kids in hurdle. I mean, how many – what, 20-something in hurdle practice? Just hurdle practice this morning. You got 150 kids in track at high. You got well over 1,000 participating in athletics in some some form or fashion on boys' side, girls' side, whichever sport. I mean, it's – our participation numbers are great here, and it's because – Yes, we started this thing. Let's do come full circle. We talked about facilities, but it's because of people, right? If, if Coach Helzer was out there just kind of, you know, going through the motions, he didn't really have the passion for it, there'd be half as many or less kids, right? Then it's got to be all about the kids' passion for the sport, and sometimes they've got that, but a 14- or 15-year-old may not yet or may not have figured it out. It's the coach that 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 is the magnet you know that attracts people into those so he's obviously doing a great job we got a bunch of programs besides track blowing up it's it's spring we've been we know what happens this time of year we got basketball still in season uh 40 high boys over there um tied for a, a, a for leading the district in 13 5a um they've had you know ha- had a really good uh season this year they've won over 20 games already um you know they've clinched a playoff spot a long time ago but they're they're competing for a district championship um you've so back we're, we're in the middle of basketball softball and baseball have begun so our kids are getting to practice on those new fields we talked about haven't had an event yet but i think our first one is maybe saturday i think we've got a softball scrimmage at forney high on saturday so that's about to go um when's our first track meet we'll go february 17th over okay. to terrell little practice try meet with them and crandall all right and our first full meet is the next friday in northwest okay february 25th so we're uh, less than a month away from track meets uh kids are already in full full practice mode uh we got soccer entering district so they've kind of finished their pr- we've had some soccer tournaments the last three weekends in forney isd 
um, to try to get those preseason games in. We're entering district now in all of our, our soccer programs, so 13-5A soccer is always very competitive, um, and uh, our, our teams are always right in the mix mm-hmm. of that competition. Uh, you've got swim and dive. We, we had sw- our last podcast we did was our swim spectacular. Swimming and diving competed um, over at Rockwall this past weekend. Friday was diving. Saturday was swimming. We've got a whole bunch of kids who have qualified for the regional swim and dive competition, uh, which is in Louisville upcoming. What's, do you have the date on that, Coach O? The fourth and – wait. The mm, Yeah. Fourth and the fifth, I yeah, believe. Yeah, fourth and fifth, I think, in Louisville. Uh, our divers got went one-two, one-two, boys and girls. And then uh, Forney boys won their sixth – consecutive district championship in swimming. swimming. They actually swim in District 14, 5A. It's a little different. They've got Midlothian and, and Sunnyvale. So it's a little dynasty going there. there. Yeah, they're, they've, they've done really well. Um, so we'll look forward to regional swimming. Correction, up. dive is February 3rd. Swim is the 4th and the 5th. There you go. Diving's the 3rd, swimming 4th and 5th. Um, we've got golf. It's going to be preparing for their spring season. Tennis is, is still in season with spring. That's individual tennis. Um, powerlifting is in preparation mode now. We're going to have a big powerlifting meet at Forney High. They have every year coming up. Um, man, did I miss something? I mean, you know, it's it's literally. There's a lot. Yeah, it's crazy. Feb, the month of February is just. North Forney girls wild. basketball, too. They're right in the hunt. Uh, yeah. Is this the sure. busiest? Yeah. Time of the year as far as the number of sports going on? I would say, yeah, February yep. probably is, yeah. Some things start to wind down. And some are starting Into up, March. Yeah. And then once you get into March and April, it's truly spring sports. Mm-hmm. But we have the overlap with winter and spring. you got to think, too, football is, gonna, is really starting back up. I mean, you know, people think about oh, football season ended in, you know, mm-hmm. before the break. But in 5A and 6A, we got spring football. So mm-hmm. it's, it's the beginning of the next season, right. which takes place in April. So really – you're you're firing it back up now with a whole new group of kids. There you go. Well, we got a lot going on in the district, so keep up with that through websites, social media, everything. Um, a good way to keep up with stuff is to subscribe to the 126. So y'all make sure y'all do that. Coach Helzer, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. And keep doing what you're doing over there. Um, you know, people are noticing. So thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to y'all next week.